You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Whenever you know what's good when you're talking for like 30 minutes before, and then now it's just you gotta now it's we're live and on air. So anything that gets said now, you have to make sure you you mind your P's and Q's. Do you mind your P's and Q's? I try my best to. Once again, Bronx, New York. So sometimes I don't mind them. <laughs> That's I, I really don't like it when people go, you're cursing. It's like, well, I'm sorry. Like everyone I know is from Baltimore. So that's kind of like a that's how I know someone's authentic. Like when I see someone type like a really like, sir, we can and they give you like this whole professional thing. And I'm like, I get that. But tell me how you really feel. I want to hear you drop all the F's, all the L's, all the whatever the hell you want to call me. Yeah, man. People just need to be transparent. I always say it's good to lead, but crazy. Just be yourself, if, even if it's batshit crazy, because what the fuck? We're in 2021. <laughs> should, I, should I ask the deep question then? Who are you, Joe? Who are you? I'm still figuring it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the same boat. I'm still figuring it out, man, day by day. That pandemic uh, really taught me a lot about myself, and I'm still fucking learning about myself. What did it what did it teach you like from the last time we talked to him is probably a year ago almost now. When what was yeah. the um what was the main kind of revelation you realized? Um I think what I took out of that pandemic was you really don't know what life's going to bring you and it's actually advice I, I got from a girl that I was uh, in a in a somewhat of a relationship somewhat in a relationship with was and one of the things she would say to me when I would go see her because I have a lot of bad anxiety so she mm -hmm. would like tell me just live in this moment with me like and I think what I took out of that I can pertain it to life is I think we just have to live in the moment because you just don't know what the fuck's going to happen 20 minutes from now tomorrow and I I used to have a really bad time living in the moment but ever since those words set in I feel like uh, it made me think about a way bigger picture of life and you just got to live in those good moments and cherish them because unfortunately we're living in crazy times and sometimes stuff can be kind of shitty. So I, um, the, the, how it's always been for me is whenever something strikes off as a high level of authority, I just, I, I refuse it or I just seem pissed off at it. So like, for instance, like my grandma quit drinking or not drinking, she quit smoking cigarettes all because they were getting expensive. She was like, fuck it. I'm going to stop stop smoking cigarettes. And she did. And she never picked up another cigarette afterwards. And it's been like 30 something years for me. I'm on the concept of if you tell me I can't or you tell me I shouldn't or you tell me I don't have the ability to, I'm going to do it. Hence why I went to college. Someone told me I wasn't college material. I went to fucking college and got my diploma. Now, I, I've, I've been examining this into my life when it comes to when you let something piss you off so much that it just festers in your head and you're thinking about it for weeks. People do that. They think about things for weeks and they never let it go. Sometimes years. Relationships are ruined that way. I go, why are you letting that enter your headspace? You're letting it rent in your head. Why would you do that? That doesn't make any sense where I just stopped getting pissed off at stuff. I was getting really upset at like governmental shit. And then I was just like, nah, like, what am I going to get upset about? I'll talk about it, but I also want to laugh too. I don't want to hold my whole entire life around it. 
Exactly. Like I have such a dark self-deprecating sense of humor. And when I meet certain new people, I think it takes them off guard because, you know, I take certain stuff in life seriously. You know, I'm very serious about mental health and whatever, but I can also poke fun. I was at the bar the other day with my friends, quick story. And we just went out for a drink. Uh, it was a, it was a hard Monday night at work for, for me and my boys. So we went to the bar and there's these girls having a very high political conversation to my left. And my friend joined in. I'm not really into politics. I just believe in being a good fucking person. Yeah. So the girl looks at me and she's like, Oh, you can join in on the conversation. You're definitely Italian. I can see it. Didn't your mom like teach you Jesus. like, Hey, like a certain, yeah. Didn't your mom teach you to assert your voice? And she was being funny though. And I was like, well, uh, my mom didn't teach me much of anything as of late. Cause she's dead. <laughs> Oh and it's my God. Dark joke. I know. And like a few people chuckled and then I got the sorry and I was like, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm breaking balls. I'm like, I mean, I'm one step closer to being Batman because my dad's dead too. So all I need is a billion dollars. And thankfully the whole bar started laughing, <laughs> but I saw the uncomfortability in people too, which I get, but I'm the guy that, like you said, I'd rather laugh than sit here being pissed off or upset about shit so that's a very small example of my big self-deprecating sense of humor i know really dark right off rip it's but it's i mean it's it's funny it's just I, it's also one of those things it's like you kind of are forced into a laugh like if i don't know if you saw dave Chappelle's joke um not joke a uh, comedy special on netflix closer or whatever it's called was it the one he did like mid-pandemic no there's uh, another it's just happened recently. It's the newest one on Netflix right now. Look, compared to Sticks and Stones, it's not that good. But you're watching it, and he's just saying a lot of stuff, and like everyone's trying to cancel him now. There's a bunch of people rising up against Netflix to cancel him because he talked about a lot of things. And I'm like, look, he was more critical in that than I've ever heard anybody say anything before. Like he talked about the rapper DaBaby. Um, I don't yeah, know. If yeah. he, he talked about how like that dude didn't lose his career when he killed someone at Walmart, but he lost his career when he said something about a gay person. It's like, you start to see society has these weird shifts in how they view things. And it's like, it, it, listening to that, I was like, eh, like you gotta, like I saw a lot of people in the room laughing. And I think it's because they're forced into a laughing scenario because a lot of that special, I was just sitting there watching like, Jesus, like he's saying some shit. Like, I don't know what he's talking about, but damn it. I got to check it out. I, I think that whole cancel culture thing is like, it's crazy to me because I grew up like, we're probably in the same age bracket, right? I'm, I'm 27. Okay. Yeah. So we're, yeah, we're not far off. Like I grew up with like Jackass, Viva La Bam, South Park, like the attitude era of pro wrestling, which was edgy all in itself. Yeah. And like with edgy TV and edgy music, fucking Eminem, you know? Viva La Bam. And, yeah. V Dude, one of my favorite I still rewatch it till this day. And now seeing how like the entertainment world is like, I get it. People are sensitive. I'm the most empathetic human being. I think that I know, like, but people I think need to learn how to take a fucking joke, man. Like I have this conversation with my friends all the time. We're going to get to the point where in movies, we can't kill the fucking villain anymore because the villain has feelings. Like we're getting to that. And it's really fucking pathetic, honestly. Well, you're not the first person I've talked to who's talked about, like, doesn't woke seem like the opposite of what it's intended to do? 
And I'm like, yeah, I just, I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I have a, some strong views on like a lot of things that happen in society. I think there's like this overall potential idea that every single person, and I've talked to someone who said this to me, like every white man's a racist. And it's like, I don't think that's fucking true. Cause if you check my dating history, you're not going to find a lot of white people involved in it. Um, I just I, I I think there's old stereotypical stuff that goes and keeps on going and going and going and people get this kind of and it's hard because if you study indigenous studies or something like that, something like Columbus Day turns into this thing where it's like you're 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 praising the death of all these and it's like it's October 11th, man. I didn't even know it was fucking Columbus Day. And it's like you start to realize this situation where it's like, are you just like trying? Everyone needs a straw man, man. And it's like with the straw man, there used to be like a Jesus, like someone you'd be like, he's our savior. And it's like, we don't have that savior right now. And everything's just everything's a straw man. And I'm like, I don't know if it's people or if it's just we've let society go to shit because people don't know what to believe in anymore. You know, there's so much wrong information out there, especially with this pandemic. I've never seen more talk about politics or vaccines or any of this type of shit where I'm just like, just fucking live your life, please, for the love of God. I, when I see somebody in their car wearing a mask, I'm like, you're spending your whole entire life just being afraid. And that's the thing is like when they get out of their car and they have to wipe down their door handle, I'm like, oh my God, like, I hope you don't look back 20 years from now because we don't know when we're going to be out of this thing entirely. I don't want them to feel like they wasted time. It's like when you, someone, I've even thought about it with the podcast. How many hours of content over 2000 something hours I put into this fucking show, maybe 3000, I'm just coming up on a thousand episodes. And I'm like, what could I be, have done besides that? My podcast is the same age as my ex's baby. Like you start to real, I'm not the dad, but you start to realize like, there's this thing where it's like, are you prioritizing what you want to do compared to what people are telling you to do? And I don't necessarily like that idea that people think you should be this thing or that. I'm like, people can be whatever the fuck they want. If you're finding yourself, I'm finding myself. Okay. But we're living on this standard is that you have to be a certain age and have a certain job and see all this type of stuff. And then you see success on someone else's social media. I'm like, I don't think that's us though. Maybe it's, it's not our life. Maybe we're on this path and it comes to us when it comes to us. I'm more belief of that than anything. And I don't want to be like pretentious in saying that, but I think you're a fucking awesome dude. Thank you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and I, everything you just said, I completely agree with because I faced that during the pandemic too, of like, you know, I went to South Carolina, like that first COVID summer. And a lot of people were like, you're getting on a plane. You're like going to see like this girl, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, what am I going to do? Sit here and keep playing NHL on PlayStation for hours. Cause that's all I've been fucking doing all pandemic. And like, I want to live my life. I don't want to live in fear. And I started hanging out and doing shit again a few months in because I'm like, yo man, like I'm sick of this, like, I have the strong belief too, but like you look at social media, you look at the news, you, like you said, false information, or you don't know what to believe in anymore. And I'm going to choose to live my life because who knows what the fuck is true or what the fuck's not anymore. Like, you I'm know, not even I, afraid I, of COVID. I was probably never afraid of COVID, but I'm not even, af I'm pretty sure I probably, everyone says they got it, but my dentist had it. And he has hands in my mouth and he calls me the next day. Hey, man, you should get tested. I got tested for COVID. I was like, I feel like I'm getting tested for like an STD. Like, go get tested. I got that phone call, but I never got it. But I'm more afraid of AI than I am of anything right now. Like technology is advancing to a point where I think these AI or this type of stuff is 
possibly part of the reason why there's so much divisiveness in our country or divisiveness in everyone's country or divisiveness in people's lives is because here's a good example. I was watching this morning alligator videos, just a horse fighting an alligator. I didn't know a horse could kill an alligator. I had no fucking clue, but apparently their stomps are that tough to be able to kill an alligator. Um, But after five or six videos of this, it led me to a woman falling in a pit filled with crocodiles and getting ripped apart. And that led to darker videos that I'm not going to say on this show that kept going deeper and deeper down these things where I'm like, the algorithm's doing that because it thinks that's what you like, that related content. I'm like, this is what's causing kids to be fucking scarred is that you're showing – like that scarred the shit out of me where I was like, fuck, man. Like we – it's that was Instagram reels that did that. That wasn't even fucking like just me on YouTube. That was Instagram reels that showed me that shit. Yeah, man, that, that too, like the algorithm with social media, it's so weird. And especially like you and me do content. So we probably know better than people that don't why an algorithm is so fucking odd. It's like you versus that in a sense, but yeah, I, even in my phone, like I'm my, the Instagram for you section like for me, it's nothing but pro wrestling, MMA, hard rock music, and like nerdy comic book shit. But every now and then I'll come across some weird, dark, like shit. Like I have such a love-hate relationship with social media, man. Like I always say I try to use it for positivity to do my content and make people laugh and shit or to put a positive quote or maybe lift someone's day up. I don't know. But then there's like these weird ass quotes that people put up that, by the way, that Kurt Cobain has like never said. I don't know if you've ever come across like shit I like that. I saw you post something about it. Oh yeah, I put something up like a few months ago. I'm like, you guys post shit that people have never said. <laughs> like, And I think that plays a part in people's anxiety and mental health too. Like, I think it registers like, especially teenagers and maybe people our age too to think like, oh, fuck, if I don't have this type of clothing or if I don't look like this on Instagram or I don't have these many likes, I don't matter or maybe I suck. And I was just on my podcast with my friend Tina the other day. I said, people have to remember that sometimes social media is not real life. Like, it's, I think it's conditioned people to think that they have to be a certain way, which is why I try to be as transparent as I can through it. I just think your impact doesn't do anything with it has no translation into social media telling someone to get vaxxed or telling someone that they're an idiot for getting it. I'm like, you have no fucking you're not you don't have any influence in that person's life. I'm like, do what you can do to make sure that you're getting your life situated to make sure that you're comfortable and waking up in the morning. I'm like, it's so simple. I'm like, people spend way too much time getting I get frustrated at just people that just aren't tolerant of other people. I'm like, I'm open minded as shit. It's not hard when people want to label or dismiss somebody i'm like well how are we going to expand this level of discourse because that whole point of discourse is talking with other people if you want to have me on your show i'll go on your show if you want to be on my show you ask me you come on my show it's simple shit like that but you build it up into your head like i i i, I don't feel good enough i don't do this type of stuff i'm like just be yourself man i mean that's what people are really gonna enjoy now if the ai is checking all your hours of content so if you ever die it's able to create a replica of you do you think that the social media presence or the person that you put on social media or you put on your podcast is going to create a replica of you that your mom or your parent or your grandparent whoever is going to be able to tell the difference 
because there's a lot of people out there who aren't really themselves where they their family members could not recognize them. I'm the same on on air as I am off because I don't want to I don't want to you can't do almost a thousand episodes and be some type of fucking I can't put on a Versailles. I can tell you how I feel in the moment that I feel it and that might change. But I think it's just nuts, man, because if you look at the optics of everything, it's always how it looks. I'm like, but what is that? Per I don't think that person's like a, a horrible human being, but you wouldn't be able to tell because maybe they post a bunch of shit that might be offensive or might go against today's norms. I don't think Dave Chappelle's a bad guy at all, but the world or some certain types of vocal groups think he needs to die. Yeah, and that's the crazy thing too, right? Like when you look at entertainment, and unfortunately there's people in entertainment that have done very shitty things but they almost crucify these people on a cross for having their own opinion and like when going back to what you said before having a conversation right people are scared to do that now because we've gotten to that point where people are so sensitive that i think people are scared to have an open-minded discussion like this because they're scared they're going to offend somebody or vice versa and people just have to learn to be like hey man like this is my opinion this is your opinion Maybe we agree, maybe we disagree, or maybe we meet in the middle on shit. And it's sad that, like, we live in this world where that's almost non-existent now. Like, it's crazy. I, I just realized my mic was muted. Everyone's scared. It's when Nobody knows what to do. It's like literally we're a bunch of people running around like chickens with their heads cut off. And I, I the best thing that I can do is just be myself and if people take it how it comes and that's the best thing you can do it's the best thing anybody can do you're gonna fall with the groups that you fall in but do i think that means you need to isolate yourself into those groups no i think you should try and expand it out as much as possible i think i have a genuine care for a lot of people the only place i ever really get a little bit upset about is when someone can so quickly dismiss or discern someone's value thinking that even if they have more information they're better than somebody else because with all the information in the world you're not going to ever know it all i i've talked to so many people and then i jump into a random twitter uh story space group and there's people talking like i've never heard this shit in my entire life and you start to realize you might think you know a lot, but you know nothing. And I think that Socrates quote is to admit that you know everything is to admit that you know nothing. Yeah, like uh, I love learning new shit. Like uh, you've said you've watched the YouTube, so great. Hold on, you might need to close your browser because you just you're freezing on my screen. Oh, okay, hold on one sec. Well, my browser is actually closed. Any windows okay. you got open? Um, this is the issue. Zoom has not fixed the video, and then Windows. N not many uh i actually only have this opened okay because you saw yeah. the screen light up and then you immediately froze okay yeah I, I, it's probably just my computer sucking but uh, are we good now though yeah you're good yeah so um you said you've watched the youtube channel graves our dare pong champion his real name's john and we're really close friends he is somebody that every time me and him like have long conversations and they're long I always learn something fucking new from the guy. Same thing about my friend Drew. Like my friend Drew is a musician. He's like an older brother to me. Every time I have conversations with them and I feel like I have good knowledge on certain things, but whenever I talk to them, whether it's about music, horror movies, wrestling, the things I think I know a lot about, I'm always provided with new information. Like you said, you, sometimes you think you know a lot when you talk to somebody or you see something and you're like, oh shit. So that's something I love about like just human connection too. Like I love learning and being shown new things and having that open mind. 
to digest all of it. Once again, like you said, a lot of people think they know a lot of shit. And a lot of people that have that arrogant mentality of knowing everything turn out to be the people that don't know much. It's just so hard because it's hard to back down from what you know. To And I just look at it like, I mean, if I know the earth's not flat, at least in my reality, but in someone else's reality, it is. So then that means I have to listen to that person to understand their reality. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's hard because it's, it's an, it's a world that wants information, but necessarily do they care if it's necessarily not the right information? I mean, that's the easiest thing with this pandemic is so much shit has been said and they've gone back on almost every single thing that they talked about doing and nobody's holding anybody accountable for this shit. Like if you believe that it's fact, you say that it's fact, and then you found out that you fucking lie. That's when I have an issue because I don't like people that fucking lie. Just say you don't know. I get the whole world is hoping to God you say something right. And everyone looked to one person during this pandemic who fucking lied. And I'm just like, I don't want to bring it into politics. But, dude, like you're either misinformed or you're ill informed. And they're both fucking toxic. Like, where's the correct route of information to be able to go through? So the easiest route to go through is be open minded as hell. Look at everything. I'm looking at one thing. Tell me everything's telling me the lab is fucking real. And one thing's telling me the lab isn't. I'm like, all right, well, I got to fucking sit and wait till someone fucking figures it out. But then you get into the 9-11 shit and I'm just like, oh, fuck me. I'm going to eat a fucking baklava and relax. Yeah, th- that's especially with the with the news and politics, man, like that contradict themselves all the time. And I remember one day during the pandemic, the spe- a specific day, I don't watch the news. My grandparents had it on. I'm concerned. And the, it was like, <laughs> and like, the, yeah, they that's all they watch. And I, well, all my grandfather watches. My grandmother is actually pretty cool. A, a few nights ago, I walked upstairs and my grandmother was watching Deadpool. I was like, my grandma's Hell fucking yeah. rad as hell. Like, but um, I remember they were doing like, oh, hospitals in New York are crowded again with patients, blah, blah, blah. And the footage that they used was footage from the previous summer. And I only knew this because my friend Chris really heavy into politics. I'm not but to each his own. But my my boy Chris sent me the YouTube link f- from the news channels, YouTube from the previous year. And he was like, look at this bullshit. And I, like, and I was like, yeah, I thought I saw the same exact thing. And he was like, yeah, it's crazy. Well, it's like when they showed the bodies or whatever from all the cases. And then one of the bodies in the bags and those tinfoil blanket things, he was smoking a cigarette. And the picture has one of those bodies smoking a cigarette. And it's like, I don't know dead people smoked. And he like, that's what I don't like. That's what I don't like is like, it's fuckery. I don't like that. Because it messes up your mind, and I think that's the most – if you're really pro-mental health, you understand that, like, physical abuse is fucking awful. But mental abuse, man, that's unfixable. That's something that's, like – you know how hard it is, how many people – that's why I say we're entering an era of schizophrenia. It's like there's people that don't know what the fuck to do, what's real, what to do, who to believe in, how to live, how to even eat. People don't really care to eat. They rather actually people either care too much to eat or people just don't have the time because they're working their ass off and they're necessarily not looking at a lot of things. And I'm like, maybe it's social media or it's the internet that's exposed so much. But I'm like, I don't see a healthy situation happening. And I'm more afraid of like this AI shit, like that whistleblower from Facebook that everyone's like, 
it's funny how the government paid to hire a whistleblower. And it's like, what are you talking about? And you start realizing like the account's brand new, but she's verified already and already has a, a algorithm set up to get her a bunch of followers. And you're like, what is this? And she's trying to expose Mark Zuckerberg and pass the C-230 bill or whatever it's called. The C-230 bill is not good if people read into that, but everyone hates Mark Zuckerberg, so they're like, pro C-230 bill. I'm like, Zuckerberg's pro C-230 bill. It gives his company <laughs> all your data instead of letting it get exported to other companies. Yeah, man, it's a, once again, man, it's one of those things like, what the fuck's going on? And that's why I try to escape through entertainment, man, because the world's fucking nuts right now, and I'm very happy that... uh that live entertainment's back because I'm a big like advocate for like that. So like going to concerts and going to like hockey games and I was just at Comic-Con. So like, I feel like all that anxiety of the news and stuff has kind of washed away for me personally now because I can just escape in the things I love again because the world's kind of back. It's kind of back to normal from like a, you can go out and enjoy yourself standpoint now at least it's living your fucking life man that's the main thing i i really want people to realize is like you gotta live your life like you can't live in fear you can't and I, that doesn't mean just go spit in everybody's mouth that just means you gotta go do the things that you want to do if you need to travel because you haven't traveled travel i don't know how hard that's going to be because of all the restrictions that are out there but you need to go find your situations and if you say it's too hard well then maybe you're not making the time to do so it's not necessarily your fault but there's a way to do it. If you really pursue something, put your mind to it, you can get it done. I saw you at that Green Day concert. Now, I'm never listening to Green Day ever again because that was like it, – it, 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 I just can't. I have a – I can't. Um, but that experience of being around live music and then really just forgetting what the hell just happened for the past year and a half, anything that can make you forget the fucking shit show of a year this has been, that's so important. Like going to Comic-Con and seeing all the fucking booths and all the comics and whatever the hell you want to talk about. It's amazing because you're truly in the experience that's happening at the moment and your mind's not on anything else but all the cool shit around you. Yeah, man. Like uh, when I was at Comic-Con the other day, I'm like meeting like my favorite wrestlers and shit. And like I met John Cena and I'm like, fuck yeah. And, yeah. And I'm like in this moment and I'm like, holy shit, I've been watching this guy on TV since I was like six like, and now I just, like, met him, and you, you have certain fans that, like, fanboy out, and they're kind of, there is a very weird mm -hmm. uh, demographic <laughs> of wrestling fans. I'm, I, I'm a big pro wrestling fan, but there is a very odd demographic of them. I can get into that for hours, but standing next to, like, somebody I've watched on TV my whole life, and, like, now I'm watching him in movies, like, I told him, like, I only had five seconds. I was like, Hey, dude, just wanted to say it's cool that you're a positive role model. Like, I've been watching you forever. Like, very nice to meet you. And seeing how humble he is, he was like, yo, man, that's always cool to hear. That was a moment. Once again, going back to what this girl told me, live in the moment. Like, and I lived in a fucking 22nd moment with a childhood hero. So, like, I didn't give a fuck about what happened the past two years in that moment. I would have pissed like, him yeah. off. I would have pissed him off so bad. I would have went up and been like, "What? Why did you apologize to China for what you said about Taiwan being a country?" And he's like, "Oh, yeah, away. that was a curse, controversial comment." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's awesome though, man. I, I, I just think I watched the past couple of movies he's been in, and I'm like, he's in everywhere now. So I'm like, 
I, th- I think that's because after the apology, they were like, if we just shove it in every single movie, they have to accept them and then we can move on past this. Because he's like in Suicide Squad. He was in all the blockbusters. I'm like, when the fuck did you have time to film all of these movies? Yeah. Oh, dude, like him and The Rock, I don't know how they do it. And I'm like a big, like uh, when wrestlers go into movies thing, I, I always get, eh. But uh, he's been crushing it. I mean, I don't, I didn't watch any of the Fast and the Furious shit because me personally, I'm Not like that. Yeah, that can die whenever. Like, I don't... I'd rather watch 25 Friday the 13th movies because I'm a horror guy, but I don't give a fuck about cars going to space. Don't care. <laughs> like, but uh, he's crushing it, man. Yeah, Suicide Squad was probably my favorite movie since the pandemic, for sure. I, um... Yeah, there was a... I, like, it's very weird. Like, Disney, for instance. Disney has this, like they've been slowly like releasing their movies, but they all link into one another. Like the ending of Venom apparently leads into the new Spider-Man that's coming out. And then that's probably going to lead into something else, but the what ifs all led up to something. And then it's like Loki led up into something. And then everything's slowly leading up. I'm like, this is really cool in the moment, but if a year or two years from now, you're not going to give a shit because you can just binge the hell out of it. And you already know it. It's already like the feelings gone from it's kind of like Christmas. It lasts for that minute. You're opening up presents. And then afterwards, it's like, fuck, now we got to travel and go to family's houses. Yeah, <laughs> I'm always very torn with the Disney Marvel thing for that exact reason, because while it's very cool and the stories are very well thought out, like I go back to when I was younger and like we have the Spider-Man trilogy, right? Like it was just in that own world. And as much as I want to see characters interact with other characters, uh, I don't know. I, I guess I, I'm a big fan of the, of the cool trilogy. I like everything leading up to a big thing, but I, I love them. And then I, like you said, you kind of outgrow them a year or two later, like infinity war and Endgame were dope. But then a year or two later, I was like, eh. <laughs> it, it was better than like when they had that pandemic movie that came out and everyone's like, Holy shit. Hang on a second. Like, did you see that? The, the way they were talking about like it's 2023 and then like, it's the exact same thing we're experiencing in 2021 or 2020 when it was locked down. And I was like, Oh, this is like a, this is like this is like saying a 9/11 joke after 9/11 like you shouldn't have a movie like this like it got such bad trash reviews. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it but I saw like a bunch of YouTubers talking about it and I was like, yeah, that's a odd choice of movie to watch. It's like cracking a fart joke right after you did a fart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so what's something like a if you don't mind me asking you a question, what is something that a you took out of like getting back into the somewhat normal like did you like have a new hobby or was there something like you kind of learned that you took out of started painting i guess that was recent yeah i watched bob ross documentary on netflix and he was like it's easy to paint and i was like i don't fucking believe you and then i did it and i was like oh it's actually easier than you think and i think it's just because art is subjective so you can kind of like he had a really good point though you can only paint what you've seen that's why a lot of his stuff is mountain and landscapes is because he spent 12 years in Alaska. And then I was like, okay, so I live at a beach. All I've seen is a sunset or sunrise or whatever you want to call it. So it's all like, I can paint those types of things, but it, I don't know. It, it, it's just so simple. And I think it, 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 it's anything to reduce social media. And I think social media is like, it's very weird how it's like kind of attached at the hip and a lot for a lot of people. So I'm like, I just post and then I'm off of it. Like I'll answer a message or so if I get one sent, if I'm not sleeping or something, but there's not really a, like I left my phone at my house to charge while I went to the store and I was gone for like three hours. I didn't miss it at all. 
actually it was less stuff in my pockets, you know, and they can, the phones are so big, you can barely fit them in your pockets now. So I'm like, it's kind of freeing in a way. It just sucks in case you got to hope nobody's like on their deathbed. Fucking you miss that number. That one's gone. Yeah, man. I I've said vocally uh, for the past two years, like if I didn't have content that I created, I would have a fucking flip phone because it's, it gets to a point where like I'm I'm learning how to disconnect from my phone. Like I've been go that's like something I've been practicing on for my mental health. Like, because sometimes you just scroll through the shit aimlessly and it was two o'clock when you started scrolling. I wouldn't then say flip look- phone though. It, it I'd say Blackberry. Blackberry, bro. You need that, you need those separate buttons. When you had to type that motherfucker three times to get one letter, that was oh, such yeah. and there were people that were so good at it where I was like, oh fucking hell. I used to have a BlackBerry when I was in middle school. Honestly, I miss that. That was a great phone. Well, I, I like that better than the one I have now because like when I type now, it's like, that, and it's just like, you don't, I end up hitting a wrong digit. And then next thing you know, it's like, oh, that's not the letter I wanted. You got to hit the backspace, but I don't know. I've dropped my phone so many times and I know it's just the protective layer I have on it. That's cracked. I, if I peel that off, the screen's not, but dude, I got to a point where I was slicing my thumbs every time I'd swipe. And I was like, this is a great way to never use my phone again. Just slowly every time get that brainwashed <laughs> into my head to where like you never use your phone anymore. Shit, man. Yeah, I, I'm trying to learn how to disconnect from it because sometimes I'll be scrolling and I'm like, holy shit, 25 minutes went by. Was I really just scrolling through Instagram for 25 minutes? What? So, I'm, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. So that's pretty much where I'm at when it comes to my cell phone. Like I love it and I hate it. <laughs> Well, I had um when Facebook and Instagram went down, it was funny because the episode I recorded, I think 10 minutes into that, I was like, imagine if this is just a test of your addiction. And then it was like gone like all day. But I had someone send me a text, a buddy of mine, Bobby, and he goes, is this a, still a good number to reach you on? Because all the social media has crashed and I only have your social media besides this old phone number I haven't texted you on in forever. And I was like, oh, yeah, dude, how many people would lose relationships with people all because they don't have their twitter handle or they don't have their facebook or instagram and that's like a major social networking app that's what they brainwashed it as and it's like how addicted to you are you yeah yo the other day when everything crashed i think it was monday like last monday yeah like fucking i got so much done that day (laughs) so much done like you took adderall and then fucking accomplished cleaning your house yeah, dude, like I, I cleaned, I like fucking threw stuff out. I I edited it was I learned a song on piano with one <laughs> hand, but I learned it. So it was I was for like, a day. Shit. Yeah. It was a fucking awesome day. Even though the only part that sucked about that for me was like I had to advertise like one of the videos we put out and I couldn't because social media was down. <laughs> like, so I was like fuck nobody's gonna know this thing is up but <laughs> i got to it the next day yeah well that uh, yeah i'm about to say if it happened like right when you're about to post it and everything crashed and you didn't have to waste your money but you did waste your money technically on that day that's got to be tricky though because i've done that a couple of times be careful because they'll get bots to follow your account just so it raises the price up for each click because a lot of those people will never interact with your page it's more about using it to get to where like if you get a thousand likes then you can facebook monetize and then that's kind of the thing to do but your best bet is just to use whatever video platform you're using and build up subscribers or whatever that way by just posting in reddit groups because reddit is like a positive place now apparently i had no fucking clue okay 
we did a video i don't i don't know if you saw we did a video where we reacted to reddit threads and people were just asking ridiculous shit in there like reddit i i'm new to this whole reddit thing so there were people asking some strange shit but that's like a good tip you gave me. I never thought about putting our YouTube videos in Reddit threads. That's a good idea. Well, like the easiest way to find like a good bit of positivity with a little bit of like jackassery is Reddit. Cause surprisingly there's a lot of people like there's a person on there like help. I, I I'm a, I'm a 14 year old kid. I'm trying to start my music page. Can anybody help me out? And a bunch of people just like, like their stuff, subscribe to their stuff and just support the shit out of them. And I'm like, there's positivity out there. It's not that hard to look for it, but it's like, are you looking at the right places? Cause any of these algorithms on these major sites, there's not a lot of positivity that goes along with it. A lot of it's just kind of keeping you and selling you a product. And I think that's kind of like the main takeaway is that we were sales pitched a little bit different. When the social media app came out, we were sales pitched. It was going to be a, a, a thing to sell you products or a thing to connect to people. Well, now you've become the product. And I don't think anybody really realized it until now when it's starting to be all this exposure of things. Yeah, it, it's a... Uh... I'm trying to find like the the right like way to say it it's a it's hard to find that positivity on social media but when you do find it it is very gratifying i always say uh, it's um for like me and the guys the fact and i'm sure you feel the same way with your content the fact that there's like this chunk of people that keep up with us like means the fucking like world like you know because when you create content you do a podcast uh videos whatever it is the the hardest part is staying uh consistent and hoping people care and support so when you do have that chunk of positivity through social media it means the world no matter if it's five people 10 people 15 20 whatever but like you said you got to be looking in the right places and when you find that right place we're still kind of looking for it but we found it in areas it's gratifying for sure i think um yeah because I talk to so many people, it's just hard to keep track of everybody. But like, I'm always open. I usually leave my DMs open, especially if you're a guest that my algorithm set up to where it would just you automatically go to my general, not my like, you know, not like the secondary DM spot where like I have a bunch of requests in there saying like social media influence twenty four ninety nine, And then it's a bunch of like buys and shit like that. There's always bot accounts. And then like, some of the bot accounts that follow me are so aggressive, like ones like dick suck now. I'm like, what? is this and it's just like you know that's not the person's face but that's that's their profile and that's what they're it's catfishing bro that's when the world went to shit when we laughed at other people getting played that's what sucked man i watched that show recently and i've never seen it before but it's always on the at like the on the ellipticals at the gym so i'm like fuck it i'll watch this yeah <laughs> dude this guy came up to this door and it was not the person he thought he was talking to for like three years and spent all this money on. And he saw him so pissed like he was going to fight. And then the dude just like, I just felt like a Luther in my everyday life. And this guy just goes, pray with me. And I'm like, that's a that's a big fucking man to do that. Because I know how, how many people would go and beat the shit out of that person. But he was like, pray with me. We're going to pray God for your forgiveness. And then it was just this whole entire like awakening where i was like fuck man there's there's good people out there but also we're pieces of shit for watching the show yeah right i i went through a phase where i was kind of addicted to that show during the pandemic i was like oh shit this is interesting but isn't it like a fucked up show it's not i, I mean I it's would... it's not good on your conscience if you really think about it i'm like damn it we're fucking watching 
and it just sucks because I know a lot of people that watch it and I did for like the start of it. I was like, oh, this is going to be some fucking crazy person. And then you open up the door and it's like this person like, oh, I fuck. and you're just you're you're that fucking cringe moment is what you're like suckling off of. And that's what I was like, nah, that's not good. It's like when I watch Jersey Shore, a lot of that Jersey Shore stuff is fucking not real, man. It's not, it's kind of like, um, I heard a person on reality television. They said something where the, the person, the director would be like, say, say the, say the N word. And the guy's like, what? And he goes, just say it. We're going to bleep it out. You're not going to actually say the word, but we need you to start with the first syllable and end with the last letter. And the dude would say it and they put a bleep in there. Then everybody hates that fucking guy. And I'm like, yo, like you're ruining a dude's fucking like, um, there Career. was a, well, there's a reality television show. I just watched a video of this like earlier today, a guy's sitting in an elevator and his dude walks in. He plays like some popular like empire or some type of show. And he's the bad guy on it. And they, he just goes, no, fuck you. He goes, dude, it's a show. Guy's like, no, fuck you, man. Fuck. And it's supposed to be like joking, like funny, but you start to realize that's a real thing that happens to people. That's why actors have to use disguises and shit when they go out into public. Cause people can't like Billy Zapka, the guy who plays the karate kid. Not the main karate kid, but the enemy who did the Cobra Kai thing. Everyone hated him because of the karate kid movies. And then this Cobra Kai thing kind of changed this whole thing. But saying like you suck or because he's always the enemy, that's a real thing that actors experience because people can't. That's all they know you as. That's their first impression. So they see the face. They're linked to that movie. And it, it's a love or hate relationship. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know if you ever saw 13 Reasons Why. The, there's a character on there named Bryce Harper and he's like a, a big piece of shit, the character. Like, the worst person you never want to meet. Like, rapist, like, fucking oh bully. Like, yeah, like, he's a piece of shit. Like, terrible. But the actor, I forget his name, would get so much shit on his Instagram. Like, and I'd follow him and I'd, like, look at the comments people leave, like, rapist, douchebag. And I'm like, you do know it's a fucking television drama that's trying to bring awareness to these problems, right? You do know he had a script. They don't know. Like, they don't know. It's fucking, people are like, it blows my mind. Like, the shit is insane. There's a, you probably appreciate this. I don't know if you're into pro wrestling or not, but there's like a new company called AEW. They're really popular. I'll send you a few links to the these root beer. <laughs> the root beer. Oh no, A A E W not wait, isn't the root beer AMW? I can't remember. I don't know. That's why I asked if it was the root beer <laughs> company. But there's a, a character on the show called MJF, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, and he's a bad guy. And he is such a dick in the ring, but he keeps that character outside the ring because in pro wrestling, it, the, obviously the cat's been out of the bag for years. It's scripted entertainment. But when you're a bad guy in wrestling, you never want to get cheered. That's the big thing. So he goes, he was at Comic-Con. I didn't see this, but people went up for his autograph. And some dude told me that like, while he was taking the picture with him, MJF whispered in his ear, like, you should have been aborted. <laughs> like fucking, like he's somebody who keeps that character. So when he goes and performs live, they still boo him. He, he was at an autograph signing. There's a video. I can try to find it and send it to you. Dude's in a wheelchair. He signs the thing, turns around to take the picture, and MJF is, like, flipping him off. Paralyzed, dude, like, in the picture. Like, it's... There's, um... It's kind of like when you meet Dog... I met Dog the Bounty Hunter. He's not as tall as he looks on that show. He's really, really short. Um, Probably, like, a couple inches taller than me, and I'm 5'8". So maybe he's, like, 5'11", maybe, maybe 5'10". 
Um, he does not, he's not like the guy on the show, man. He's like softer voice. It's just completely different. But, you know, you see him on the show and you see this, you know, what was weird for me was when Fox was lighting up the police saying like, delete the police or, you know, defund the police. Then they're the first ones that just brought the cop show back. Like (laughs) I just saw that on the TV. I was like exclusively on Fox. I was like, you guys took a fucking 180, didn't you? Once again, man, they always contradict themselves every single time. Yeah, you got to laugh at it, man. I mean, I know too many people that invest their lives to where they go into like, I'm never going to go. The, the world's a lie. I'm like, eh, sure, but there's good to it. You just got to kind of like sort sift through a lot of it. I'm like, you just got to be yourself, man. I think that's the main thing. Like, I don't want to turn into a motivational thing, but you got to experience the world for yourself, man. You got to craft out your own opinions, but don't ever discern somebody else's. And I think that's an important thing to remember. Yeah, man, I, it's a... Uh... People are very uh, inconsiderate to others' feelings or, or opinions, and I always just like, I, like I said, I try to spread as much positivity as possible. Like for your listeners who are listening, like the best thing, like you said, you can do is be yourself. And coming from a guy that's struggled with having the confidence to be himself for years, at the end of the day, it's not worth it to try to act like somebody you're not or take these opinions from people that are just cutting you down, like cut that toxic shit out and keep people around that love you for who you are and support you and aren't going to judge you when you talk. That's like the realest thing you can have in this world. But you're awesome. So where's the confidence issues? Thank you. I don't know, man. I, uh, I'm, I wear my heart on my sleeve, so I'm not scared to talk about it. Uh, like I just went through a lot of bullying growing up. I, I grew up in the Bronx and I'm, you know, and hey, people like what they like, right? I don't judge anybody for that. But like, you know, I live in a nice area in the Bronx and but people are really into like hip hop and basketball and rap music. And I grew up and I was like really into horror movies, pro wrestling, punk rock, rock and roll, heavy metal. Which is all cool now. <laughs> which is now it's cool again, right? But when I was a kid, I, and you know, like I wasn't dressing in like designer clothing and stuff. Like I- it's kind of weird over here. Like a, it's very materialistic in New York. So there are people that love what I love over here, but growing up, I just experienced a lot of bullying and a lot of heartbreak through the teenage years with girls and getting cheated on. And I have a great relationship with my family, but also at the same time there, you know, without getting too deep in it, there's a lot of stuff that has gone unfixed and, you know, unresolved So I guess that brought a lot of self-confidence issues and, you know, I've somebody I've experienced a lot of mental health trauma and suicidal thoughts. And so I often go through these things where I get scared to put myself out there in social situations. I get scared to open up because I feel like I'm bothering people. But as the years have gone on, I've gotten help. I hope somebody listening to your show right now takes some well, yeah, some, I, it's that's the important thing is you're saying is that I'm not, I've felt like that sometimes too. And I, every, everyone, I think at a point, and this is like, I've been talking about this recently about this identity crisis that everyone suffers from. 
it's throughout history there's been these types of crises and i think that's an important thing that's missing out of everyone thinks that it's just them that's experiencing this and it's like we're not i'm not trying to shame that thing i'm saying that it's important that you know you're not the only one there's everyone experiences this at one point so people sometimes feel like they're a loser or they're a cast out because they're the only one that must be experiencing this pain i'm like i guarantee you i can give you a whole entire fucking army of people that have experienced the same shit and that's important to know that you're not alone and like it's just so hard because those tunnels are so fucking long where you can't see the light at the end of it but damn it it's there you just gotta find it i just choose to make all the stuff that used to piss me off just make me fucking happy now and some i had guests that used to or uh, not guests but listeners that used to bully me that listen to the show and they'll send me a snapchat like smoking weed and listening out of the blank i'm like fucking i know what i really want to fucking all right yeah you know you hurt my feelings a lot but that's fucking awesome dude isn't that cool like i two weeks ago uh, like i went out for my birthday and i went to this bar in my neighborhood that i really didn't like but my friends wanted to catch like the end of the ufc fight i wanted to see it too and the like there was three people there one of them being the bartender that used to fucking try to hook up with my ex-girlfriend when i was with her when i was younger they would bully me through the internet and they would they all tried to jump me the bartender when i was there was like holy shit like you're like you're the dude that does like the dare pong and the audio asylum stuff with your friends right and i'm like yeah like i don't know if you remember me and he's like I think I do, but yo, bro, like free, free shot and a beer on me. Like I love your YouTube channel. And in my head, I was like, this dude definitely doesn't remember that he used to try to jump me with his friends. But like, now it's like the roles are reversed and it's like, that's kind of cool. Even though that kid used to be a dick, but it, it felt good. Like knowing that somebody that used to kind of be an asshole to me now enjoys my stuff, I guess. Like, yeah, it's just important to make sure that, you know, repeat the process of fucking lashing out what they lashed out to you like i i I don't i have no animosity with any of these people i i i think i'm friends with most of them now i just think it's a concept you you know it's a time and place man i i see it happen on schools now i mean you you still work at a school right yeah i still work in a school yeah so you see the bullying that happens around and it's like fucking you don't understand this none of this shit's gonna matter and fucking when you guys get out like i i've been out of school i think almost six years now and i'm just like where was all this like that fucking pain of like counting the clock and waiting till the next day or you had to go into school you're counting the hours you wake up two hours before your alarm and just be like i don't want to go i don't want to go i don't want to go i don't remember any of that shit anymore i have to fucking think back on it when i'm thinking about work i'm like i don't want to go i don't want to go i don't want to go <laughs> Yeah, dude, I I feel the same way. And that's the thing, too. Like you said, like, uh, when you think about what matters and what doesn't, when you have that trauma or those memories or whatever it is, like, you will always come out better on the other side. Like you said, the light at the end of the tunnel. It's really just about, like, as cliche and Disney as this sounds, it's a John Cena quote, you know, like, you just can't give up. And I've been battling through Archie, and I'm sure you have your own stuff in your life and people that are listening and you really just have to power through and understand that it's okay to feel sad about shit too. Like it, it's perfectly all right. You're entitled to be sad and upset and get a little depressed every now and then. But at, at some point you have to try as hard as possible to pick yourself up and punch through it. And, and if you need help, there's nothing wrong with that. Coming from a dude who just said five minutes ago, I get scared to ask for help. but 
hey, man, sometimes you got to let the shit off your chest and you need to ask for a little assistance. And there's nothing wrong with that because sometimes those things that made you feel shitty, they won't matter when the positive shit starts happening. As hard as it or as easy as it is to create a bad memory, it's just as easy to create a good one. Exactly. And I've been going through that in my personal life with like certain things lately. And I just tried to remember all that good shit. So also eat a muffin and relax. I don't know why a muffin is a sense of peace for me. Oh, that's your I'm I'm a big cookie guy, like soft baked. (laughs) I like them. I like them like crusty as shit. Like you left them in the oven for like an hour longer than they're supposed to. Oh yeah. Oh, so we're a little bit opposite on the cookie thing, but dude, for me, a nice hot, warm cookie but like some fucking milk. I used to, I had this thing for Thanksgiving where I would always come home or whenever we'd have Thanksgiving, there's always be like buns in the oven. And then they would just go like, you leave them in there because everyone's rushing. Like it's just one person making food and then everyone sits down and eats. So they make the food, they get down, sit down. They're like, where's the biscuits? Oh, they're still in the oven. And they're all burn as shit. I like that smell of burnt biscuits where I think it was like, past two thanksgivings i had to work so i was like all i want to do is come home to a house with burnt biscuits that's all i fucking <laughs> want and they were like is why are you insulting me i'm like i swear to god it's nostalgia for me like i just i fucking love that and then i come home there's always a burnt biscuit left on the thing with a note saying like here's whatever this that's important shit man because that's like the little home. things yeah yes bro the little things like i just got a kitten like recently i would love to show you him but he's probably hiding yeah, he's in the him. easter basket that you got there on the floor oh no yeah so that was his bed for a little while i put an emoji pillow in it and he was chilling in it now he's over it and there's a pillow on my futon out in my living space and that's just where he lives now <laughs> but like the little things man like coming home to my kitten or like coming home playing guitar coming home like every monday night like ten, yeah, tonight's Monday night. Every Monday night, I usually order from Wingstop. I love, I love me some buffalo wings. Tradition. So like, yeah, coming home to the little shit. So bone in or boneless? Depends what mood I'm in. If I go to a, if I go to a bar, I I normally get wings on the bone if I go out for wings. But when I order them at home, for some reason, I get boneless. I try and I, I don't. I know it's going to be controversial, but I usually get boneless. But I mean, if I do get wings, which is a rare occasion, I haven't got them in a long time. Because when I do the bone ones, everyone's like, why do you do it like that? I'm like, my grandpa grew up, my great grandpa grew up in the 20s. He taught me how to eat chicken. So you suck it off the bone. And everyone's like, that's yes. fucking weird. I'm like, yeah, but. Uh. <laughs> no, dude, I, when I'm at like a, like a bar that has good wings, I always get them on the bone. I, I always feel a little embarrassed if I'm a, on a date with a girl eating on the bone wings because that stuff could get messy. But hey. Just don't be getting handsy. You're okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, no, no hot sauce on the tit. We don't want that. <laughs> Joe, man, I'd love to have you back on. Like I said again, man, is there a place where people can find your patio? Or uh, I was gonna say audio asylum podcast, but I said patio. People can find your podcast. Any links that you want to let people know? Yeah. Um. Once again, thank you for having me on, man. Uh, I, I hope there's a day before I plug everything where maybe we can travel and hang out because you're a fucking awesome dude um first person in the world to say that to me thank you really no dude you deserve to hear that you're awesome um if you guys want to find anything i do or my friends do because i have a whole team with me and i wouldn't have my show without them without big thank you to graves and lauren and fucking all the cast of characters we have um if you want to find my youtube comedy content 
it is Asylum TV on YouTube. Please uh, give us a subscribe and watch and a like on the videos. Um, if you type in Audio Asylum or Asylum TV, that should pop up. Our podcast is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. I'm pretty sure anywhere that has a podcast, you can find the Audio Asylum. Um, we have, uh, I have an episode out with my friend Tina where we just kind of talk about her transition into life being a mother. And if anybody's familiar with the Instagram Vine star, Daniel Priori, I met him recently. He should be on the show in a few weeks. And if anybody wants to be on my show, or if you just need somebody to talk to, my DMs are open, as they say. <laughs> and we got to get you on the Audio Asylum, man, for sure. We got to set up a separate Zoom call, hopefully within the next month, so you can be on. Oh, yeah. Shoot me a date. I'll be there. But um, thank you, Joe, for joining me, man. Is there anybody you want, or anything you want to let the people know out there before we wrap it up? Um. All I got to say is, uh, as corny as it sounds, man, we live in strange times. Just be, try to be kind to each other. Really. Uh, we, I, I'm a dude that has the darkest sense of humor in the world. And I, I love a good dark joke. And I, I do all this raunchy comedy shit on YouTube, but uh, you know, it's important uh, man to just try to be kind to each other and lift each other up because we live in a crazy world. And sadly mental health is very overlooked. So support each other. That's the best thing I want to tell you guys. I keep getting flashbacks from when you told me your friend your friend was looking at those TV screens in that whatever that side store and he seizured on the ground or whatever. Fucking I'm, oh, I'm right in saying that, right? That's 100%. I'm trying pulling this from memory. This was on our first episode. Oh yeah, uh, the dude that had the anxiety attack. <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah, but it sounded like a seizure the way he described it because I remember asking you was that a seizure? But you're talking about yeah, he had an anxiety attack from seeing all those screens and the Oh yeah, I don't like he we, we got out of some party. <laughs> my friends love this story because I used to physically imitate what happened, but I don't think my knees can handle it anymore. <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll say it one more time. It's great. We went to some part. I went to a party after work one day, completely at a random. I wasn't directly invited. And there was some kid there who I don't talk to anymore because he's kind of a dick, whatever. I hope he's doing okay in life though. I don't wish bad on people, but he, uh, he was really bent up about some girl and he was like having pa like panic. And I was like, yo, dude, it's going to be okay. And he was like, Joe, I think I'm having a panic attack or an anxiety attack. And I went, shit, do you want me to call your sister or something? And he went, no. And just folded in front of the big lights at TD Bank at nine at night on our strip of Tremont in New York where everybody's out and just collapsed on his knees, back of his head touched the floor ankles behind him and i was just like whoa i don't know if i should call the ambulance the cops his sister i don't know what to do <laughs> that's nuts man i can't believe yeah. i remembered that i just got like a flashback i was like oh fuck that um, is a story that when i tell most people that they they love hearing <laughs> that's a good one um thank you everyone for listening to this episode of out of the blank stay tuned for our next episode